0: Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined today by Mark Osterman, MTM's managing editor. Joe Chung has the week off, and Mark and I are just back from Orlando. We have a lot to talk about. Before we get into the show, don't forget to subscribe. Just hit subscribe on whatever podcast app you're listening to us in right now. Leave us a review. helps us out. And you can find links to everything at mtmpodcast.com to subscribe. If you want to use credit cards, anything like that, mtmpodcast.com. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about our Diamond Patreon, I guess, because we just got back from Orlando. And Mark, boy, was I exhausted
1: yesterday. Yeah, I still don't think I'm uh, fully recovered from the weekend. Yesterday was a little rough, uh, so got caught up on a little bit of sleep. And today's better, but still a little bit of uh, uh, dragging, but but much better. And yesterday was awful. Sunday was really bad, because we were out uh, doing Around the World at Epcot uh, Saturday night, and I had a like 8.30 in the morning flight. And when the alarm went off, I did not want to get out of bed. I almost uh, canceled my Southwest flight and and booked a $200 Delta flight later in the day, but decided I'd rather get home and and lay in my own bed. And and that would probably feel better. But maybe it was not the best decision. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I had a Sunday night flight, which means I was hanging
0: out in Orlando uh, with a bunch of people, but then it was just brutal. It was supposed to be an 8 p.m. flight, but we didn't leave till after 10 Orlando time. So I landed here. Uh, around midnight, so 3 a.m. Orlando time, so it was just an incredibly long day on Sunday, and uh, I felt every bit of my age.
1: Nothing's worse than when a red-eye flight gets delayed. Nothing. Like, nothing is worse than that.
0: It just sucks, but yeah. Frontier, this was my first Frontier flight, and I'll talk maybe a little bit later because the match is back, but this was my first Frontier flight where I had a really bad delay all year, and it was just, you know, a couple hours. I had worst delays on American many, many times. But uh, other than that, I had like an empty middle seat exit row. But so like, it wasn't too bad. Everybody
1: compared to American is is better. So <laughs> well, I, everybody loves <laughs> to like,
0: hate on Frontier. I don't understand it at all. You know, people who've never flown the airline. If you've flown near Frontier, and they've stranded you somewhere done something terrible, hate on them all you want. But if you don't fly the airline, it's kind of crazy to see time and time again, people will will throw shade on Frontier when i've literally saved thousands of dollars using that status this year it's like real money i mean because they discount everything so heavily on the fair price and you're getting all the all the freebies yeah frontier came through but yeah that day at epcot wiped me out it was a lot of fun that we what we had for the weekend what do you think
1: we had about 40 people combined between the two days there yeah i'd say 35 to 40 so like friday night a majority of us stayed at the hyatt regency on international drive which is a a great hotel and I know me and Sean have both stayed there many times and, and love it. You know, the service is always top-notch. Cool pool area. Really actually a big hotel because it's a conference center hotel, which is usually a drawback, but I kind of like it. They have a decent amount of uh, restaurants, and it's right on international, so you could hop on the, the trolley all all up and down international for a couple bucks and hit all the chain restaurants and all the other restaurants they have. And We ended up having dinner down the street at a place called Hampton Social, which was pretty good, and they set up a room, and we had like – basically like a night's table <laughs> that was just like the longest table in history uh so we all got to to do that which was pretty cool and and you know it was a great night to to start it all off and we could walk there so there was nobody needing to drive unless they they lived locally and came in and everything so that was a pretty cool way to kick it off yeah it was really good and you know you mentioned hyatt regency orlando we've stayed there a lot
0: but a lot of people that came for this, a lot of globalists, you know, people who are picky usually, you know, people in this hobby, everybody left saying how much they loved it. So I think the group consensus was that they all like it as much as we do, uh, just from our own stays with our families and everything else. They, you know, you had two cabanas by the pool for part of the group on Saturday, while the other part I took to Epcot along with Benji and we hung out riding rides and... Uh, Shout out to all the people that we hung out with, but uh, both Mark at the pool and me uh, at Epcot. And then at night we all came together and we did drinking slash eating around the world, which is at the World Showcase in Epcot. If people don't know, there's eleven different country pavilions. Mark and I debated heavily on which side of the uh, of Epcot to start yeah, on. Yeah. That's I just mean, it, how I much think...
1: thinking and <laughs> thought went into this. Shout out to everybody that was there and uh Triple DJ, of course. We had a conversation about it. you could start with either Canada or Mexico and if you start with canada it finishes stronger you have uh like germany and mexico of course norway and i believe uh china's there and if you st- if you finish with canada you know england is or the uk is is right before canada which is good but besides that it's kind of weak on that finish but i'm starting to think that we did it wrong now because by the end you don't really remember <laughs> as <laughs> as much And, you know, we started a little bit late. We didn't start till 4, which I thought would be plenty of time before the 9 o'clock fireworks kicked off. But we really had to kind of rush towards the end to to get through them all. So the last few that were some of the better ones, we didn't get to uh, inspect as much and check out the food. And we kind of just grabbed whatever line we could find that that had availability to get in there, you know, because it's Disney. So everything has a line no matter what what you're doing. But, um, yeah, we did. I don't really remember what I had to eat or drink at the end, <laughs> which is kind of an issue with, uh, you know, when you're doing 11 countries, which some of us, uh, did a couple countries twice. So yeah, it was a, it was a good experience. I would probably start earlier and I don't know, I might, I might start on the Mexico side the next time around just to get the good stuff first and you could remember it, you know, type of thing. Like nobody cares about Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't say that. You can sure forget about lovely... you can forget about that. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, mean, I say the, that because I go to Canada all the time. Standing
0: but. on the Canada, staying starting on the Canada side, kind of helped us ease into it. But you're right. Towards the end, like I, I think Harmonious, the fireworks show was starting at 9:45, and I got my margarita literally at 9:45 as the fireworks started. Um, actually, you, I think you bought it. So thank you. Yes, I did for being yep. so generous. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that was yeah. We basically, although we did get to go on the boat ride in Mexico, which was a fun way to end the night with the group. We almost sank the boat, uh, like with a big wave that came over. So they even had to kick people off our boat because our boat was too uh, too full and packed. So it was
1: we got yeah we, we got Mark up, to actually the whole go on group a filled up everybody. a boat, and then we had a couple stragglers that couldn't had to ride on the next one. <laughs> yeah,
0: but Mark actually went on a ride, and he was fairly calm. You didn't like mock it. I thought you were gonna I
1: thought you were gonna start. Well, it's basically like a ripoff of uh, It's a Small World, right? Basically.
0: Yeah. I mean, like it's a smaller a, it's, version. It's, yeah. Smaller version some, of
1: Small World. Yeah. It definitely
0: has similar feels. It's based off the Three Caballeros old Disney cartoon. But yeah, people uh, definitely compare it to that. But yeah, it was, a, it was a good night. Like you, I did 11 plus one because you kept screaming that. So I did in Japan. I ended I up doing sake. like 11 plus
1: three. I did plus three.
0: I, <laughs> I did sake and beer in <laughs> Japan. And then I mostly stuck to beer. Although I had a sangria, I think in Morocco and the margarita in Mexico, I think it was all beer other than that. But, uh, first time there were, in what three and a half years I drank with you, Mark. So that was, yeah. that was fun too.
1: There was a couple weird like outposts, like, uh, what was it? Africa had like a little outpost that was just mm-hmm. randomly there, which we didn't hit. But so there's a couple other things you can mix in. I mean, what would you rank? Like what was, uh, I would say the, the worst was probably America, uh, followed by Canada, which isn't. Super surprising because those are the things that you know that we we go to, or at least for me that I go to the most. But I would say coolest. I liked UK even though it was basically all Irish drinks. (laughs) (laughs) I had a really good apple cider there. Yeah, we were trying like we're sitting in the in the pub and we're trying to figure out okay what's here. They have like Jameson, they have Guinness, and like everything was from Ireland or Dublin. And what's going on here? Do we? Why can't we get some local stuff? You know, why don't you guys just call this Ireland slash England instead, or just Ireland? So I thought that was kind of funny, but I like that one. Japan was really cool. They had some cool architecture there. Towards the end, I don't really remember much. I, I, I will say, like, Mexico inside. If you if you just walk through Mexico and you don't go inside the uh, the pyramid or what, what would you call it? What is it? Um, the pavilion. The pavilion. Inside, there's really cool. They have, like, a cool store, a restaurant that overlooks uh, the river where the boat goes on. So definitely go inside there. Otherwise it's just like a fast food place outside and that's about it. So,
0: well, it was a really great group of people. That was the takeaway of the night for me Uh, doing this drinking and eating around Epcot around the world has been something I've heard about, you know, a long, long time ago and something that had loosely been on a bucket list of mine to do. And then just to get like 25 people that were all just there to have a good time and uh, fellow travelers, all that, it was, it was a great time. Just another reason why we love our our diamond group, and um, what, what what do we have for that group? I guess we'll do a shameless plug here, people. Uh, patreon.com forward slash Miles to Memories. But we have Las Vegas coming up in April, and then yep. over the summer we have Detroit.
1: Yeah, we have De- Detroit in June, uh, which hopefully uh, we'll we'll have like a little seminar on that, and hopefully everybody that comes will be able to make a little bit money off a little bit of money off of it. And then uh, we're going to Mexico City for Independence Day in September and then finishing it off with Austin in uh, December. And, you know, we're already kind of starting to plan first quarter of 2023. We we're thinking about, we want to do like a cruise to the Bahamas as a group, which w- would be pretty cool and pretty fun. You'll finally get me on a boat, which I know you, you you've been trying to do for years. Yeah. So, I mean, it's every
0: city we're going to try to find unique things to do. And that's really sort of the social aspect of the Diamond Group, which I know is our favorite part of it, hanging out with everybody and really getting to know people and There were so many incredible conversations I had this weekend about spending and all this other stuff that we do and all these crazy tricks and, you know, maximizing all this stuff. But there was just a lot of laughs and fun and friendship in between, getting to know people, getting to reconnect with people that, you know, that we've now seen uh, more times. and, And I loved it, but... Like I said, it kicked my butt. <laughs> that that drinking around Epcot, man, that is not that is for the young. That's a young man's game, right there.
1: Yeah, the whole goal of the group is is more of a you know we definitely want people to learn while they're in it and and sharing and and stuff like that. But the you know the main goal is to create relationships, build a community, and and just getting to know people. Like when you travel, there's likely going to be somebody from the group either in the area that you're traveling to that lives there, or you know might be traveling there as well, and. And you just meet up for a drink or whatever. This has happened quite a bit. You know, one member picked me up and took me from LaGuardia over to GFK before I flew my famous uh, rice flight. So, you know, those are the type of things that and we hung out and had lunch. And those are the type of things that we look forward to building, you know, met some really cool people. There was, you know, about half the group hadn't been to the first meet up in Denver. Everybody got to meet new people each time. And I think that's going to be a continuous theme because not everybody can make it to them all or or they're going to pick and choose which ones uh, fit what they want to do more. So it'll be interesting every time you'll be getting, like, new people seeing old faces, catching back up, but also creating new friendships and, and stuff like that. So it's very cool. But yeah, Epcot, next time, if I if I did it again, I would probably start at lunchtime. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit late. I, had, I, I could see that. Or at least maybe, like,
0: 2 o'clock, something like that. Certainly was a little bit rushed towards the end.
1: And when it gets dark, it's harder to see, like, you know, the features and, and kind of, you know, like... We saw Paris uh, or France early on and that was really cool and it had good uh, detail and a lot of flowers and stuff. And then towards the end, you know, when you get to when we were in like China and Norway. Can we, we talk couldn't... about what happened in China? <laughs> no, no, that's behind the paywall. Little house in China, bull shop, whatever. No. <laughs> uh, um, bad reference. Uh, I don't even know if that's the name. What is the name of that movie? The Bullhouse House the China Shop? Something like that. I don't that? know. I don't. No. It sounds vaguely familiar. We them need Joe. Way. Joe would know. So maybe he'll edit it in where he answers. Mark is either referring to "Big Trouble in Little China" or the idiom "bull in a china shop." Who knows which one he actually meant? Yeah. So you, you're not seeing as much detail, and as I said, we were a little bit rushed, so we didn't get to dive as deep. Like we didn't walk through everything. And I think if you're going to do it, because you're paying. You know, it was like 145 bucks a ticket if you didn't do the terrible Genie Plus thing. Then you're spending money on the drinks and food, which is, you know, 8 to $10 pretty much everywhere. Maybe more if it's a specialty drink. You know, you want to get the whole experience out of it. So I think starting during the day, especially in the winter, when it gets dark pretty early, starting earlier so you can see all the detail walking fully. Plus, then you're spacing it out more. You won't feel as bad the next day when you have to fly out early.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was an expensive day for sure. I mean, in my case, it was, I was happy to know I was using gift cards that I had used thank you points to cash in way back when I had kind of built up a stash. And I try to take advantage of discounts or ways to get gift cards whenever I can so that I have them. So I was able to do the experience with using points, but it's still, yeah, it's not a cheap thing, but it was a once in a lifetime thing for us and, you know, good to do it.
1: Yeah. Another tip I would say is like, if you're doing park hopper, if you have a park hopper ticket, I think it's really a good idea to park hop to... Epcot because it's easy to get in. It's very big, a lot of space. You're not really going to be focused on rides, so you could park hop to Epcot, do dinner, pick one of the countries, go, you know, do their specialty, do dinner. I think that's the way to really do it if you're if you're doing that. Yeah, and I think
0: a lot of people do that because the World Showcase was really busy at nighttime, a lot busier than the park was during the day. So clear that a lot of people after two, you're able to park hop at Disney World, so they did that. So yeah, it was great weekend. Thanks to everybody who came out. Great seeing everybody. Um, if you are interested in the diamond group, not only for the meetups, but we have our, you know, content every single week, uh, you know, our spending time show, uh, we have our Facebook and Slack groups, all of that stuff uh, as part of the the diamond stuff, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. What else you want to talk about this week?
1: Should we discuss my complete anger at Instacart? <laughs>
0: yeah, let's do it. Cause I, I bought some Instacart gift cards that I have not loaded yet. Uh, you know, Well, I, good luck with it, that.
1: Yeah. That's uh, what happened. A couple, Like a month ago, I was at uh, Staples just because I was, you know, buying a MasterCard gift cards or Visa gift cards or whatever. And I saw some Instacart gift cards, which I'm the Instacart expert, whatever the, the membership is where you get the free deliveries and stuff. I have that. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll grab $150 worth of these $350 gift cards. You know, I'll know I'll use them at some point in the near future. And then it, they sat on my desk for like a week or two. And then, you know, we, we all contracted COVID. So I was like, oh, perfect. I have these gift cards. We're going to need food. This is the way that, you know, we can get it delivered, which think about like, what if this pandemic hit a while ago, like, you know, 10, even 10 years ago before there was Uber Eats and DoorDash and Instacart, how would you get food? Like, it would have been such a struggle. It's, it's yeah. amazing. These things really are kind of like a lifesaver if you're in quarantine for a couple weeks, because, you know, we don't have family that really lives near us that could help us. And that would kind of be the go to at that point. Maybe Amazon would be be the saving grace, but you'd be eating a lot of boxed uh, spaghetti, I guess. So I had it. I went to go do it. You know, it said code is invalid. All three of them said it. I tried it multiple times. I called the number. The Instacart gift card team is like the most clueless bunch. It is like city fraud verification level. You know, I, I tell them <laughs> I, <laughs> I bought these gift cards. I'm trying to load them. I get code invalid. And, you know, I'm on the phone for like 30 minutes. She's like, oh, where'd you get these gift cards? I don't see anything from your email. They bought them from us. I was like, no, you guys sell them at like every store. Why would you assume that it's coming from you? So I'm like, no, I bought them at Staples. And she's like, oh, are these Staples gift cards that you bought? Are you sure they're (laughs) Instacart gift cards? That's hilarious.
0: They have no idea that like they use gift card mall or whatever at the Staples store. To
1: (laughs) It's not like I didn't call the 1-800 number to get to the gift card uh, people. Like, no, I just found that on the back of my Staples gift card. So I went back and forth and I was like... And she's like, okay, sometimes if you enter it in wrong too many times, it just errors. Give it 24 hours. So that was like a brush off. I don't know what to do. Call us back tomorrow. So I call back the next day and I'm on the phone for like an hour this time. And it takes at least 30 minutes. I I figured any other time I've had issues with gift cards, I call the number, they get the code, they look it up, they say, oh, it wasn't properly activated. You got to go back to the store or, hey, we see this issue, whatever. You know, they can tell what's going on. It took like 30, 40 minutes for them to even ask for the gift card codes. I'm like, shouldn't we start there that you look it up in your system and see if these are even active or what's going on with them? And the first thing the lady said, oh, I've never had a problem with Instacart gift cards. I don't know what to do. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> There's no procedure for this. You, you uh, As yeah. usual, you're you're a pioneer out on the, <laughs> the bleeding edge of technology here.
1: Yeah. It's not like Instacart started uh, last Tuesday. Like, It's been around for a bit and they've been selling gift cards for a while. So that seems a bit strange. So she's like, let me call my uh, supervisor. And, uh, you know, and she keeps coming back and forth. Like, okay, asking me a question. Oh, I didn't tell her that. Okay, let me go back and tell her that. And putting me at home, I'm like, you guys don't have like three way calling here? Like, or you can't just transfer me to the supervisor? I don't understand what's going on. So they say, you know, she says, Oh, I'll kick it up to the after it's all said and done. She says, I show the gift cards in our system. They should work, but they're not working they're showing an error or something so I don't know what to do I send it to our uh, investigative team or whatever they should get back to you in like three to four days so a week goes by nothing of course you know because this investigative team is probably made up to just to get people off the phone so <laughs> I call back again and I'm like I need to talk to a supervisor and she, she's like well tell me what's going on and so I tell her I give her the she's like can you send me pictures of everything I'm like no here's the reference code like I already sent you the pictures like twice of the gift cards and of the receipt End of everything, and this is what they've said. They said that they're in their account, but or in the system, but they're not working properly. Can you just like send me a new gift card? She's like, no, I can't. I can't do that. We have to send it to the the team, and it's still been like another week, and I haven't heard anything. The so, team, yeah, the team, the investigative team, this made up team. It's like the so lost I'm- and found team at the <laughs> Disneyland hotel well,
0: that doesn't yeah. exist anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like. So what, what do you mean? Like, there's nothing you can do. You can't just, it's $150. You can't put it in my account or issue me three $50 gift cards at this point. And I'm kind of stuck because I paid for it with a business card. So filing a chargeback is a bit of an issue because it's not normal procedure. So I'd have to like spend in a, uh, send in a special request. And then, you know, it, there's been a lot of staples deals the last couple of weeks. So I don't really want eyes on my account. So I don't want to file this. As well as there was, you know, a couple MasterCard gift card purchases along with this $150. So I don't know if $150 is worth it. And I couldn't go back to the store, you know, because we were home for COVID when, when all this was going down. So it was already like three weeks by the time I was uh, released from quarantine. And then I was like, I don't know if I want to go back to the store because that would be like, you know, what can they do at three weeks later? But I think I'm going to just try it today and last ditch effort, call one more time and then just call it a, a loss, a, a increased spending loss. Yeah, I mean, you've already lost so much time. So, yeah, um, that's why I'm like, I'm like pot committed. But is it really <laughs> worth it for $150? I don't know. I learned my lesson. I'm just going to use the Sapphire Preferred for the three times. Or I should have stupidly used the uh, Freedom Card when it was uh, the grocery bonus and gone with PayPal key and like double dipped it. But I, you know, thought I'd save that for something else and was like, oh, I'll just get five times while I'm here, which was stupid. For an extra two points, I lost $150 essentially. So sometimes the extra points aren't worth it. It's so frustrating when you.
0: I mean, to your point, Instacart's not a new company.
1: Like, what are they doing? Like,
0: does anybody... and they're a web-based company. Like, this is yeah. like
1: you're all online. Like, this is your job.
0: It's not I mean, like you're a brick-and-mortar store. Does management even like try to figure out what the customers experience? Do they ever try to like redeem cards themselves or or listen to the calls to see what is going on with customers? I always wonder that. I think most of the time no. the answer is no. Yes. No.
1: The answer is no. When you <laughs> yeah. when you have a, a rep saying, oh, "I've never had an issue with gift cards," like really. I mean, I've called on other things like I had Bed Bath & Beyond, didn't activate at Office Depot once. And they told me right away, hey, these cards were never activated. You need to go back to the store and talk to Black Hawk or whatever. So we went back and forth and that was a big ordeal. This was for $100 and that took like hours. And then finally, the office I got an Office Depot manager that was like, just come to the store and I'll give you money. So they gave me $100 when it was like one of those uh, $50 gift cards for 40 bucks. So I made 20 bucks cash, but that wasn't even really worth it. It was a real pain but like other like Sam's club sometimes they don't activate that was a pain but at least they kind of knew what was going on and you had to get to like the code red team that you know I wrote an article about that so if you ever have Sams Club say code red I want to talk to the code red team which <laughs> at least they have a team that's there not a made up one at Kroger I
0: know I've had it happen with Best Buy cards with their velocity limits and stuff where they don't activate and they always try to say oh just call this number I'm like no please refund that right now. And luckily with Kroger, you can get them to refund it in the store if you know, you know, to have that the manager has to call the number and all that other stuff. But it's still, I mean, it's just a reminder. Anytime you're doing this stuff, if anybody's new out there, there's going to be a place and a time where everything goes wrong. You're going to eat it. (laughs) You're just going to eat it. You're going to eat it time-wise or money-wise or both uh, sometimes. And you have to look at the big picture, how well you're doing big picture-wise, where you're winning, and then just... Put it in perspective and get over it. I uh, had some tickets this weekend that I had bought to resell, and uh, I ate a lot of those tickets uh, for some events here in Los Angeles. Thanks, Carrie Underwood. (laughs) Well, I wasn't going to say it. I don't want to get hateful hate out there. (laughs) Carrie Underwood did cost me a lot of money uh, this weekend, but it's the point. You know that obviously I have a reselling business, so it's business. You know, you you make decisions. And most of the time you do well, sometimes you lose, it, it happens. But anytime you're doing anything like that, you should be aware of, of the pitfalls.
1: And I think you also have to consider what the risks are with it. Like if it, I could fight this with Chase, and I probably would win if I filed the chargeback, but is that $150 worth, you know, potential eyes on account and and potential shutdown, it is not uh, by a long shot. So maybe I'll try like a CFPB, and file a complaint. I don't even know if that would work because they're not really a financial institution, but it's a financial instrument. So I could try that and maybe that will make Instacart actually do something, but who knows? They'll probably kick it back and be like, uh, this is not uh, proper. This is not <laughs> a financial institution. So I don't know why you did this here. Go to the, the Better Business Bureau. But I don't even know if it's worth it at this point, but I, I do want to call one more time and like demand a manager, a supervisor this time, see if they have any more power. But I've been told... From other call centers, like, you know, supervisor doesn't have any more power than me. Like when I was calling Chase about the uh, business checking account, they're like, a supervisor can't do anything. You have to talk to this specific department. I was like, well, that's just stupid. But yeah, <laughs> so that's where we're at.
0: And what I was referring to about the Disneyland Hotel, I have an article coming up this week, my my review, but basically I left my AirPods in my room at the Disneyland Hotel. Maybe I mentioned it before, but they won't let you actually just call the hotel and get them. They put them into the whole lost and found for all of the Disneyland Resort. And when you fill out the form that they make you fill out, the auto response basically says the Disneyland Resort is closed because of COVID-19. Uh, Disneyland Resort <laughs> reopened a year and a half ago. Uh, it, it reopened last summer, uh, last June, I think. And uh, so they haven't changed the auto response and nobody's responding to anything. And that's that's really
1: horrible. I mean, yeah. I would expect that from like an airline or something. But from Disney, when they are so about the experience, it just seems <laughs> crazy. Plus, they're yeah. already, you know, uh, sticking people with the Disney Plus fees. So <laughs> there you go. But I mean, there, Genie, uh, do we do have Genie Plus. Sorry, Genie. Yes. Genie
0: Plus, which is launching at Disneyland on December 8th, is slightly better version than it's at Disney World. And yeah, that was a mess. But we already did the Disney episode, so we won't uh, talk too much about that. But yeah, I do have the review of the Disneyland Hotel going up this week, along with how they gobbled up my AirPods and they shall probably never be seen again. Unfortunately, I'm very sad about that. So between Carrie Underwood and hey, my AirPods, I've had a couple lost, b- bad couple of weeks lost, here.
1: <laughs> we both lost 150 bucks
0: in the last couple of weeks doing, yeah, uh, doing pay- stuff. Well, you know, like even worse is that during like Cyber Monday and everything, they had all these AirPods Pro deals, right, for like $159. I think that was the cheapest. Maybe 150 is the cheapest I saw. And then as soon as I kind of figured out I was never going to get them back, all those deals have gone away. So, you know, they're hey, all free like returns. Plus. You
1: buy it and then you just uh, you return it if you get them.
0: Yeah, certainly. Well, you, yeah, certainly could do that. But, but they'll I, go on sale I, again. Yeah, I'm expecting another sale before before Christmas, so I'm just going to wait it out. I'm using those free headphones that Chase gave me. Those supposedly two hundred dollars headphones uh, that came with the Away branding and all of that. It's kind of cool. The the charging case is like a mini Away luggage. That's cool. The headphones themselves are not cool. They're not very good. <laughs> I don't know how they were ever two hundred dollars. They're very uncomfortable. And they're very, like, kind of bulky and cumbersome, and they don't sound very good either. So, I mean, I don't blame Chase for that. They gave it to me
1: for free, so I'm still grateful. But I was glad to have them as a backup, I guess. That's kind of sad, though. Like, I hope they got a really good deal on it, because if they were anywhere near to one, which I was surprised that they were sending out these gifts. You know, we have we know that the Sapphire Reserve's been a loss leader for them. And I know it's, you know, people have held the car for four or five years, or or is it four years? Whatever it is, uh, for the anniversary, but... To throw like good money in after bad, like you're like, hey, we've we've revamped the Sapphire Preferred because we basically want everybody to go to that. But we're gonna say thanks for sticking with us on this other card, even though we've been losing money on you and and everybody. But hey, here you go, here's a gift. <laughs> I, mean, I want to hear from people out there. Does anybody have the
0: AirPods Max? You know, those are the wireless like over ear AirPods. I've heard good things about those, but they're so expensive. So probably just stick with stick with the AirPods Pro. But just not having the noise canceling on the, on the airplane was driving me nuts uh, the other time. And anyway, thanks, Chase, for I'll probably only use them a couple more times to get my AirPods Pro and then never use them
1: again. It'll be but... paperweights, and there'll be a, a little luggage paperweight.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'll keep the case. <laughs> I'll keep it because I, li- I like the little cool luggage thing. And I actually have, in a way, my main suitcase is, in a way, carry-on that is gray, and the little, the little headphone case is gray as well. So they, they perfectly match. So it seems like it would be perfect. Anyway, did you see that? Yeah, you
1: should have got, got the sparkling wine instead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, my wife is upset. She wanted the she wanted the sparkling wine, but now all we got were these. Uh, did you? I I wrote this weekend about how my hacked Mexican car rental is profitable, and like one of the first comments was somebody who just absolutely must hate me because they like as usual. Sean is a scumbag cheating the system. So so let's go back. So the companies in uh, like Hertz in Mexico got sued with a class action lawsuit they lost because they were forcing people to buy insurance when uh, it wasn't legal with the way that they were doing it. And so they have to pay people money. And four years ago, I found a way, a loophole in their system of cheating people to not get cheated. And I'm a scumbag because of it, according to this commenter. So that gave me a good chuckle. Yeah.
1: Basically you like, wasn't, <laughs> I'm trying to remember, cause I remember reading this when it came out, you like, argued with them and said, no, my credit card has coverage. Here's proof of it. And like, you had to like go back and forth for a while, uh, disputing it with them. And then they finally just gave up or what's the backstory on it?
0: Yeah. You need basic liability coverage. So your credit card only really covers the damage to the car. So you need basic liability, but I had bought a rate with basic liability insurance. Um, but Hertz didn't want to accept that because they were just used to everybody coming in and forcing them to get insurance. But there was like a lot of terms and conditions. So even though my rate came with basic liability insurance, it also required the insurance for the car itself. And my Chase Sapphire Reserve provided that. But in the terms, it specifically said you needed a letter from the credit card company with your name and address, which I showed up with because I had read it all. And so this guy at the rental car counter, I, just, I can remember his face, just an older guy. He kept trying to like everything he could do to like to do it. And then finally, he went back to like his manager and realized that he wasn't going to get a charge of the insurance. And he slammed his hand down on the table, like on the desk in front of me. And then he didn't say another word to me uh, the entire time until he put the contract in front of me where he tried to put on prepaid fuel to get me on that. And I said, no prepaid fuel, to which he like just gave me a dirty look. So I ended up with like a four-day car rental for $31. And now I'm going to get $104 back, I think, something like that. The article's on the site. So I'm making like 70 bucks on that rental four years later. That's a, that's a Inflation. win. Inflation.
1: There you go. Inflation. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah i mean you didn't even like do anything shady you followed the terms i don't understand why but you know people on the internet, people people
0: the way, love to, to attack me whenever uh whenever i run well yeah. they like to attack you too but it's it's always fun no it, it gave me a laugh when he said that i'm like
1: <laughs> well why what did it, i do that was right it was probably, like, it was probably it, the guy the guy found the article <laughs> and was very he was still angry about it but it's kind of it sounded like a used car salesman you know where they always were like well let me go talk to my manager first i'm like what, what do you need to talk to your manager first? Like, you can't hold me here. You can't leave until I talk to my manager. I'll bring him over. No, I, I literally can leave. Like, it's it's against the law for me not to be able to leave. So I don't know why you try that. I know people are too too kind and they refuse to not leave, you know, because they're like, okay, well, we'll just say no one more time. But no, you can't say yeah. you can't leave. I can just get uh, up and leave. Anytime.
0: Car salesmen are the worst. I mean, the fact that they try to use all the social norms against you, right? Like you say, they're trying to make yeah. you feel bad for leaving or, and then, but they're literally being rude and treating you like garbage as they do it. And then they expect you to be polite back to them. And then they'll berate you saying that you're being rude. If you're just trying to leave. Yeah. I've,
1: I, oh, I have a car, you know, the last car we bought a couple of years ago, we were, you know, it was my wife was doing it. She was signing and we had the kids. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take the kids. You know, we, we had negotiated everything together and she was just going to sign the paperwork. And I was like, Hey, this is about what it should be with the, the taxes, fees, all that stuff. She's like, hey, it's coming in like $500 more or like $800 more than what you, you know, estimate. I was like, what do you mean? Send me a picture of like the stuff. She sends me a picture and he's like, no, it's got this, this. I'm like, did they add anything extra? And he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, that doesn't seem right. She gets to the next page and there's a thousand dollar fee for like shining the outside and the inside, putting some protective crap on it or whatever, which was not discussed at all before we got to the documents. So she stopped signing and said, hey, you need to come back here. So I turned the car around. So she sat in there with, in the room with this guy for like 25 minutes. I give her a lot of credit. Just sat there staring at each other because she's like, we're not moving on. I'm not signing any more paperwork. So I come in and I was like, what, what is this? He's like, you know, we put a coat to keep the car nice on the outside and the inside. And, you know, it's a new car. Just hit the lot like a day or two ago. So it didn't make it to the price or whatever. And I was like, that sounds like a you problem, man. Like, uh, that's the sign. The price was on the sign. And. That's the price we had negotiated. And he's like, well, you know, knowing that we put this money into it, what do you feel comfortable paying? I said, zero dollars, because this is what we discussed." He's like, how about like $250? And they had given me like $400 off because there was something that needed to be fixed that was going to cost a couple hundred bucks. And I said, all right, since you gave me $400, i will give the 250 back because it was still a really good deal. I could turn around and sell the car now and make like three or four grand easily. So it was a really good deal. So we ended up doing it, but yeah, I'll never go back to that dealership now because yeah. they tried to pull some shady stuff.
0: No, it's never fun when you do that. I do like that you can negotiate most stuff online now, but I had the same thing happen when I was getting my Hyundai Genesis a few years ago. I saw like a deal on Lease Hacker where, you know, a very specific lease deal that was a really incredible deal, went to this Hyundai dealership, had negotiated with them ahead of time. They kept trying to sneak stuff into the thing. They wouldn't show me they wouldn't be transparent show me everything that they were putting in so i called up while i was sitting there i called up another hyundai dealership that i had previously emailed and said here is this this can you give me this deal exactly like this they said yes i walked out of the first dealership went to the second and thankfully the second one was honest but yeah i oh my god
1: i hate buying oh i got one i got one more crazy car buying story all right (laughs) We're talking about financing, financing cars. I guess, you know, it's in the realm where we talk about financing and deals and all that. So I was probably like 24, 25. I had totaled my car and uh, you know, I had to go buy another one. So I just go to a dealership that had like uh, some type of Jeep that I wanted or I was interested in. I looked at it and then there's another car in the lot. So I test drove both and I ended up going with the other car. And, and, um, you know, we talk about it. She calls me back later and gives me the whole rundown of what the payment will be and everything. I was like, Oh, it sounds really good. Not even thinking about it. I go and sign the paperwork and stuff. And all the, you know, the amounts are all what we discussed, like monthly fee and stuff. But the the purchase price seemed off. It was lower. And I was like, Oh, I don't remember, you know, we didn't negotiate anything. I don't know. Maybe that's just like a a misprint or whatever. But this is all the monthly fees we discussed on the phone. Well, uh, you know, I drove off the lot. Come to find out she calls me like 30 minutes later. Hey, the person that did the paperwork put the wrong amount. Like they put the the first car I test drove was like $2,000 cheaper. So they put that amount on your paperwork. So you need to come back. <laughs> and me being, you know, nice. Guy, I felt like somebody was going to lose their job over, you know, losing two, $3,000 or have to pay for it. So I did go back. But now me being, you know, a seasoned, grisly, angry old man, I probably would've been like, hey, <laughs> this is this is what you told me it was. I don't know what to tell you. So I went back, we ripped it up and did a new one and i wouldn't do that now i don't think
0: would you <laughs> no i would probably negotiate something with them either. yeah
1: like give me something yeah but i was 24 25 at the time very uh uh what do they say wet behind the ears or green, green yeah. i don't know i bought a car um,
0: to myself in the similar circumstances where yeah. you just don't know exactly what you're getting yourself into with this.
1: yeah and you don't want to seem like foolish cuz you're young and you you know you don't want to like do something so, so and i i felt bad cuz you know we in a in our industry that i was working in we had people that, you know, destroyed work vehicles or, or crashed them and had to pay out of pocket for it and or got fired. So I didn't want somebody to make, you know, a, basically a, a small error of punching in the wrong car to cost them their job. So I went back and I shouldn't have <laughs> or I should have been like, give me a thousand dollars in gas gift card, something, you know. I did say, like, you better give me a deal on the next car. And then I never went back to that dealership. So that's... uh my mistake.
0: And of course, they would have just said they were giving you a deal when they, uh, yeah,
1: when they put its like uh, Kmart, it. everything's always 70% off in the jewelry counter. It's a really good deal, it, but blue every day light special, 70%. blue yeah. light special, we mark it up 100% so we can sell
0: it off 70%. There you go. Yeah. Speaking of the blue light special, did I, uh, did I tell you how Joe screwed me out of onboard credit on my upcoming cruise? Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. So
0: when we were like talking about on the show, what a couple weeks ago, about I was going to book the cruise. And, uh, Joe, and I want to talk about the carnival status match. That's mostly what I want to talk about with the cruising, but Joe's like, I'll book that for you, you know, through his cruise agency. And I was like, sure. And then I completely forgot I, that you have to, if you want to get M life, you know, M life and Royal Caribbean have a partnership. And if you have M life status, you get some perks on Royal Caribbean. Like I think M life gold, you get $125 onboard credit. And, uh, and I think that's per person. So if both people are gold, like my wife and I are both gold, I think, we would both get the credit but anyway you have to book through the casino desk and as soon as we called the casino desk after it was booked i realized that i you know had forgotten all about that so i kind of screwed myself there but joe joe did a good job booking the cruise the amex offer it was we did it was right over the 1500 the amex offer worked perfectly and then uh, yeah so that's going to be fun doing that in january basically to start our Around the world at festivities as a family to start our our trip. So that's going to be. And what was it? It was a hundred
1: and fifty dollar credit, is what you would get.
0: No, it was a five hundred dollar credit on fifteen hundred dollars. So we put our. No, not into,
1: the not the Amex offer. The uh, if you would have max matched, they give you yeah. the hundred and fifty dollar on board. So you would have had three hundred bucks. I think it no, it was it. one
0: hundred and twenty five. So it would have been two fifty. Okay. Okay. Uh, according to what they to what they said, plus like priority baggage handling and stuff like that. So just Ooh. keep that in mind. Uh, if you want to use M Life, book <laughs> through the casino get desk.
1: picked up first.
0: <laughs> and quite honestly, the casino desk might be able to actually give you a better deal too, right? They might be able to give you a discounted rate, especially if you start talking to them about your other status. And, and that'll lead into what Carnival's doing because they've made that very easy. They're doing that online status match. Nick at Frequent Miler, I think, wrote a very uh, kind of long and detailed article about it. So uh, I know that it's been talked about before, but I think he has a really good reference for what it is and, and what the sort of data points are. I have some mixed data points. I uploaded three different statuses: M Life Gold, Caesar's Diamond, and Win Platinum status. And almost immediately, I got a free ocean view room offer. And this is actually for any of their itineraries, like the 14-day European cruises, repositioning cruises, their brand new ship, Mardi Gras, any with the roller coaster at sea. Which you know, you know, I'm doing that, Mark. First roller coaster at sea. Yeah, you gotta, come you on, get, you gotta, stuff.
1: You got to be on a Carnival ship though.
0: <laughs> well, it's their new ship though. So at least it's not, you know, it's uh, not terrible. So
1: it'll be like the low-class Royal Caribbean then? <laughs>
0: I guess. <laughs> we'll see. Their new ships are not are not so bad. But uh, I got that. And now I had heard other people, you know, a few days after getting their ocean view offer were getting a balcony offer. And uh, I actually did. A couple of days later, I got a f- up- that offer got upgraded to a free balcony room. Again, any ship, any itinerary. So that's pretty uh, pretty valuable, especially on those longer itineraries. Now I did the same thing for Jasmine and I thought I had gotten an ocean view offer for her but it turns out I had just gotten a second email for myself and I didn't look at it. So we're like 5 6 days later she still hasn't gotten anything so I might do it again for her. I don't know why I, same 3 cards, same 3 statuses as I uploaded when M Life and Caesars but yeah, if you're into cruising uh, and going on cruises and you know you don't hate Carnival like like Mark does and I agree. Well, like a lot. I, of- <laughs> I just joke about because
1: everybody rips on Carnival. I've never been on any yeah. cruises, so I don't know. You know, uh, Peter from Paul, but uh, you know, it's just the, it's an easy point. No,
0: I mean their the older course. ships are not as good. I mean, and they they have more of a party atmosphere. It's certainly so. That's the Royal Bahamas Caribbean
1: cruises are like a carnival, basically. Right? Yeah,
0: I mean, like if you for the main lines, I would say Carnival would be sort of the you know, the Walmart of cruising, but you know, there's some nicer, like I said, the nicer ships. Have you ever gotten got into a, a newer or
1: do they still got a Kate on board?
0: No, but I mean, have you ever walked into like a newer Walmart in a nicer area? Right. It's, it's, it's okay. Right. It's not, it's not bad. It's right? like and then...
1: we were talking, we were talking about this weekend. Like I, I equate Walgreens to the Walmart of, of pharmacies. So like I was having issues with CVS, you know, occasionally they're when you go to buy a, a get a $500 gift card, they scan the back of your ID and occasionally it won't work and they have to like type it in and it takes forever or it won't even work then. And somebody's like, Why don't you just go to Walgreens? And I said, No, that's the Walmart of pharmacies. Unless it's a Dwayne Reed. And which then it's it, nice. Which I called you out <laughs> and I said that's ridiculous because Dwayne Reed looks exactly one hundred percent like Walgreens nicer. on the inside. In New York City, they're nicer. It's true. It's I don't, they look Reed. just
0: like the Walgreens here in Vegas, the the Dwayne Reeds in New York City. So maybe we have good Walgreens here. I don't know. Maybe.
1: I don't know. The Strip is like half pharmacies now. So that's what I feel like. Every time they put up a new shopping center, oh, here's another CVS.
0: Yeah, another CVS, another Walgreens. I mean, we well, we have them all over the town.
1: Uh, I had a question on the, the, is it one of these, you know, because we, I used to get these offers from casino people and stuff, like not directly from the cruise lines, but from like uh, Total Rewards or Caesars Rewards. And it was always like, hey, free cruise for one person. Then you have to pay for the second person, like, or taxes and fees and stuff. So are these like free free or do you have to still end up shelling out like 300 bucks or whatever it be?
0: So like with any free cruise, it's always going to be taxes and fees you're always going to have to pay. So the port taxes, and that's going to depend on the itinerary. Some itineraries, you know, you're making a hundred, $150 for port taxes. If you go on a 14 day itinerary with 10 ports, you know, the taxes are going to be four or $500, you know, it just depends like the European itineraries. You know, the, so it's kind of like an international
1: sense. flight, basically, depending on what airports you connect through and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, because they just every port that they stop, there's fees and taxes for that, and so it just really depends on the itineraries. But you're just paying those taxes. It includes the first two people, but I was looking at a lot of you know itineraries and all of them taking Ellie along, and depending on the length, she was anywhere from like two hundred dollars plus taxes to like three hundred dollars plus taxes for the third person. So really discounted. Not you're not they're not getting you on that. Uh, It's just whatever, like if somebody was paying cash for that cruise, whatever the third guest would pay in cash is what you're paying. And that's usually a reduced amount from the first two guests. So it is as good a deal as you're going to pretty much get on a free cruise. And then, like I said, I'm in a balcony stateroom, so I don't have to upgrade or anything. That balcony is included free uh, with my offer. And uh, a lot of people get an ocean view, stuff like that. So
1: Jasmine Do just it. has to buy a couple of those bladders to fill up, put on the bottom of your suitcase, <laughs> and then you're all good there. That's, that's behind the paywall too, <laughs> isn't it? I thought. <laughs> true, true. Yep, yeah. All uh, right. Before
0: we get into our, like, I, I did want to, because I said at the top I would talk about the Frontier Status Match. I don't want to talk a whole lot about it. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I posted about my flight on Twitter, and somebody came to me and said, I have a really hard time paying the $49 for the status match. And I just wanted to explain how that worked. Frontier, and we've seen it with the Aeroplan Status Match as well. They're using statusmatch.com, which is a third-party site to validate this stuff. And that's really, the $49 is really the fee that statusmatch.com is charging Frontier. I think with the Air Canada match, they have a sponsor that's covering that fee. But I just highly uh, recommend people, don't pass on this just because you see that it costs $49. Look if it'll actually work for you. And they're matching a lot of different statuses, uh, hotel like even statuses. hotel like, sets, which yeah, is Yeah, Hyatt, crazy. Globalist, Hilton Diamond. So a lot of different stuff. Uh, and you also get a Discount Den membership and that's their discount membership. So not only are you getting all the things like free bags, free changes, uh, extra leg room, but you're also paying less fees because you're getting their Discount Den pricing. So for instance, on my first flight that I took with a status one-way flight, with my family of three, because all the benefits extended up to six people. I think Uh, we got all those perks and I saved hundreds of dollars just on the first flight. Again, I'm, you know, I'm not selling anything here. I'm just, I've really gotten a lot of value out of this match this year. And I just want to make sure I share that uh, with people. There are definitely some drawbacks to Frontier. The seats aren't the most comfortable, but (laughs) it's, uh, I, you know, I've flown them them over a dozen times this year and it's (laughs) been fine. It's been fine.
1: Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is, you know, uh, the route map. So definitely check your airport, check where they fly to direct. Like Sean being in Vegas has a ton of options. Denver has a ton of options. Detroit, you know, it's I think it's like Orlando, Denver, Vegas and a couple other spots. So not a huge amount of options. And I just I've had bad experiences with Frontier myself. So I kind of loathe it. Uh, I, I prefer Spirit, which a lot of people have had terrible experiences with Spirit and loathe them. So it's kind of like your own experiences. But for the most part, it's not going to be any worse than American is. So there you go. There, if, yeah. if you can fly American, you can fly any of the low cost carriers, really.
0: And that's what I say. I, I think the benefit is if you're getting direct flights, I would never connect on a low cost carrier. So when even when I see these frontiers with connections or Spirit, we have a lot from Vegas too with connections. Never going to do that. But if I have to fly with American and connect, like going to Orlando I flew on American, I have executive platinum status, uh Las Vegas to Charlotte, Charlotte to Orlando. I got upgraded first class Las Vegas to Charlotte. Really tight connection in Charlotte. It was still almost took me eight hours to get there. Whereas a direct flight would have been four and a half, you know, and there wasn't a good timing and it worked out. But I mean, yeah, so if I can save time by flying a low cost carrier and then now with the status I can I can do better. It makes sense, but I don't have a problem with people like you have an issue with Frontier if you've flown them and you if you've done it, but So many people never have flown a low-cost carrier, yet they want to pretend like they they understand what the experience is. And like you said, on American, most days in coach, it's not any better. I mean, those seats aren't more comfortable, really, on those new aircraft either. They've taken all the padding out, just like with Frontier. So, I I think
1: what I like about Spirit is the big front seat, which Frontier is is falling behind in, because a lot of times, (laughs) for, for me... I can book, you know, on a direct flight on Spirit, I can book direct flight and get the uh, big front seat and it'll be the same price as like basic economy on Delta or, you know, main cabin at best. Would I rather fly Spirit in a big front seat? I know it doesn't recline, you don't get drinks, but it's only two seats in that row and it's a bigger seat. It's the same as like a first class seat, you just don't have the recline. So yeah, I'll take that, you know, over sitting in coach somewhere. And if it's basic economy, most likely middle seat. It's something worth checking out for sure.
0: You want to know what the most evil thing about frontier stretch seating is, is that it reclines. And so if you're sitting right behind a row of frontier stretch seating, you got 29 inch pitch and then the person in front of you can recline into you. And uh, I I was playing with it a little bit and the seat actually reclined quite a bit. I didn't recline into the person behind me, but I just, when I got on, I I was playing with it just the other day uh, and... Yeah, it's crazy. I felt they should I block feel middle, so though.
1: They should block middle for for that seat. You know, make it a little bit better experience. I know it has a little bit of recline and it's more more pitch, but you know, just block the middle and then it'll be worth it. Yeah, <laughs> charge a little more.
0: But I mean, if you, especially if you're traveling with like a child, that helps me out too. Because usually when I'm flying Frontier, I'm flying with Ellie, so she's in the middle seat, gives me a little bit more yeah. room to like angle to the window, stretch my legs out. We have, you know, you're getting the stretch seating, so that's good. And then, like I said, the prices. we're flying uh, next weekend, flying up to the Bay Area to do some of the Christmas stuff up there at the theme parks for less than $50 round trip uh, for each of us uh, because of the discount den membership and and everything else. So a great deal there.
1: Like I said, the worst part of flying low-cost carriers is the other people on the flight. (laughs) It's true. That's where I run into the most uh, people that don't know what's going on, and then they get angry because they don't know what's going on.
0: I, will, so I that, will say it took about like 45 minutes. Our flight was so delayed, you know, delayed almost two hours. And then it took about 45 minutes to load that plane yesterday because everybody was blocking you, the aisles. And you could just tell people weren't experienced travelers. Nobody uh, creating any commotion or anything like that. Just people would like get to their seat and they would stand in the in the aisle for like a minute, get their bags up, get everything going. It's like, come on, move it along.
1: I had, I was on a spirit flight once and I had like 12 people. We were in the second row, like big front seat. I had like 12 people run to the front of the flight from like at the back after when we get to the door and I'm like, and they just kept coming and coming. So I had to finally stand out the middle and block it and let my family get out. I'm like, really? Like if you want to get out quick, then, you know, pay the 50 bucks to be up here, but to run. And they weren't coming from like the row behind us. It was like 10 rows back. They just grabbed their stuff and ran. But I do find the boarding experience to usually be a bit better because a lot of people pay to check their bags because it's cheaper than, than doing carry on. So like, I I remember walking down spirit flights where half the bins have no bags in it. And I'm like, this is crazy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's nice. Yeah. The bins aren't overstuffed. You're not trying to like race on the plane to beat everybody else. So I don't know. They, they have their purpose for sure. And uh, I think people who are just poo-pooing them, like our our friend, Larry, who hates spirit shout out, Larry, (laughs) Uh, they're missing out which I know that's going to trigger him if he listens to this because he's going to be so mad. But I know <laughs> I know he hates Spirit so much that... You All know, we'll this love, big, Larry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's that big Spirit hanger in DTW. Or and I have to imagine nothing- every...
1: Nothing but love. All but love doesn't make sense. Nothing but love. (laughs) Nothing but love.
0: Every time he lands in Detroit, I just imagine that he gets triggered every time seeing that big Spirit Airlines building there. But enough about low-cost carriers.
1: You know, funny enough, while we're in Orlando, my wife texts me and says, hey, there's a deal, uh, a timeshare presentation deal (laughs) for Orlando. Uh, That she was wanting to do. She was all excited about it. until, And I said, well, you know, do you want to do another timeshare presentation? She's like, oh, I didn't notice that. Because they didn't put it on the front page. Like, you had to go back to the back page of terms. Usually it says a two-hour presentation is required, or a 90-minute to 120-minute. But this was on the back page of the terms. And I have actually gotten from this location an offer from Amex and uh, the Sheraton Vistana Vacations or whatever in Orlando. uh, a, A no requirement of a presentation offer. It was like some weird thing from Amex to just check out the pro- pro- property, but it, everything else worked the same. This one's for five days, four nights. Uh, you can get 15,000 uh, Bonvoy points or a hundred dollar gift card to plant Hollywood restaurant, which plant Hollywood must work out a deal with all these timeshare places. Cause everywhere you go, that's the gift card that they give out for at Disney Springs. And then uh, you'd have to pay $269 for it. I looked at prices. Usually prices were like seven, six to $700 range uh, for a, a four night stay. So you're getting some value there. The points are probably worth like a hundred bucks. So I might do it. I'm going to call and I'm going to request a two bedroom suite for the same price. See if they give it to me. If they don't, I'll probably skip it. But if they give me that or, or work something else out. And that's one thing is whenever you call about timeshares, always ask for more. Cause they'll give it to you. They'll give you something.
0: You're lucky, man. You always get
1: these offers. I don't, I haven't had a timeshare offer in years. I think I'm a sci- sucker that I'm going to buy them. I guess. <laughs> oh, and then I have a shirt I have a t-shirt that just says no on it. That's all it says. And, you wear uh, that. Diamond, the- member, <laughs> Diamond member Nancy sent it to me for like my our kids to just wear it and be like, just point to the shirt when they ask for something. She's like, you should wear that shirt. I was like, that'd be kind of amazing. I think just absolutely. Walk into the- absolutely. <laughs> you know, you'd get called out because there's always like the rah-rah guy in the the first meeting as a group for 30 minutes that get you all pumped up and get you to say yes over and over again to get you in the, the uh, mindset of saying yes. And then he'll, you know, I'd get called out for it. Like, oh, see, look at this guy. This guy's wearing a no shirt. We're turn <laughs> him into a yes.
0: I've never been to, I've never been to one. I dealt with some of the times for people in Mexico on like an initial thing, but not where I, where I actually got stuck in the room. So yeah, I haven't gone to like the full on presentation and dealt with all that I should at some point, but I just haven't ever found an offer that made sense. A few years ago, Hyatt sent me one for the one in, in Hawaii uh, in Maui which I've you know stayed at the Hyatt Regency next to there and I would absolutely do that but I couldn't do that one and then I haven't received another one so yeah that I was the best it that again.
1: was the that was the best offer ever that was like 2017 that I got one from them and it was like a car rental points five nights it was like 2000 dollars in value for like 500 bucks out of pocket something crazy but it just didn't work into our schedule um but yeah if that came again I'd jump I'd make it work somehow I don't know why I didn't back then I was stupid I guess
0: yeah, I love that property, so it would be good. I and I I did get a Sheraton Cana one back in the same time frame too, but I didn't do it. But yeah, I mean maybe this is a sign things are returning hey, back to normal. Timeshare offers. Oh no, I
1: get a timeshare call, uh, wow. call
0: like every day, every wow. day. Like, you're on a list. Hey,
1: you, uh, yeah, because I went to the one. I guess I don't know. They're like, hey, you went to a recent timeshare. Would you like to do it again? And I'm like, no, stop calling me. Take me off the list. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to mail it to me, but I get uh, the scam likely call every day now too. But um. Yeah, and th- this one's on International Drive. You know how much I love International Drive. So there we you go. You do. You just got your full taste chain of hotel, International or Drive. Chain, ch- chain restaurants, Magianos, everything. There you go. They the really do have heaven. all the
0: chain restaurants, and they have all the chain restaurants that a lot of them that you can't find here at home. So I, I, I do like that. Of course, they have Del Taco now, too. Which you have at home. And oh boy! Del Taco is oh now owned by going to be owned by Jack in the Box. Mark, so I got my uh my eight free free
1: meals still, so I should have brought those with me.
0: There you go. But yeah, it was a great uh, great weekend. It was great seeing you, and again seeing everybody else out there. And uh thanks. I mean, I we're I think kind of blessed to be to do what we do, and that that was our job, right? To to go out to to Orlando, hang out yeah, with and people, I, and drink around the world at EPCOT. I,
1: I posted that on Facebook, like how uh, amazing. It is to just hang out with this group of people and that be like a work event, you know, where most work events are some weird trust falls and and stuff like that and n- nothing nobody wants to do. I guess unless you work, if you worked at WeWork, then you had basically the fire festival before fire festival, but anywhere else, it's uh it's just weird stuff where you go sit in like the woods and and do uh, artwork and stuff. I don't know.
0: Is that what you were doing <laughs> in China, Mark? A trust fall. <laughs>
1: oh no all right, Cut it that, off. Stays all right the joe, that stays behind end the it. paywall joe end it end <laughs> it
0: <laughs> all right everybody uh don't forget him to mtmpodcast.com for for links uh mark where can people find you on the interwebs
1: you can find me on twitter at detroit mark email me mark at miles you can comment any of the articles on the website join the facebook groups patreon group and you can find joe at as the Joe flies all over social media. How about you, Sean? Yep. Joe will be back
0: with us next week, I believe, and he's still editing the show, so he's with us here in spirit. And uh, like I said, you can find patreon.com forward slash milestone memories for the Diamond Group and to memories.com for all of our posts, podcasts, videos, everything else.
1: I'll give a sh- one last shout out to Joe. Uh, he said the Epcot fireworks show, and I never stay at Disney to the fireworks. So this was the first, but uh, Epcot does it right. And he said they have a good show. So, And I I thought it was really well done.
0: It is a good show, but we were getting nerdy about it, whether they needed those monstrosities in the middle of the water. And we agree they they absolutely don't. But the show itself it wasn't look, bad.
1: It looks like a sci-fi portal that you're going to be warped into for sure.
0: Yeah, it takes away some of the cool views. But uh, the show itself, I do agree, was fun. And Epcot was fun. Disney World was fun. Genie Plus not so much, but, you know, it is what it is. Welcome to the new world of Disney. All right, well, thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. See you next week. Bye.